Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo. This beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicky Kelly and Natalie McIver. This is the One Minute Mindfulness Show where we explore the life-enhancing power of retraining our attention systems and everyday ways to strengthen our capacity for mindful living. I'm Vicky Sort of Kelly and I'm Natalie McIver and I'm wondering what's happened to my bestie's voice all the way over there in NZ. I know, I've 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 lost it. It's gone it's gone awry. I was uh, doing some back-to-back interviews and trainings yesterday and at the end of the day you and I Natalie had to uh, bump our call because I had no voice so this is actually good compared to yesterday so thank you Omlings uh, for your patience today. <laughs> yeah I'm sure I'm sure we'll get through let's see how we go and and um, we might have to make it short and sweet if Vicky's voice is just not going to go to the dis- uh, go the distance. Yeah. So, hey, there's been lots of lots of activity the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, not only not only in our part of the world and in our Omlings community, but also on um, a much more a broader level, on a global level, and um, with the, with the passing of Wayne Dyer. And I know Natalie, you had some you had some insights around that I did I did of course you know um it's it's shocked and you know it's saddened a lot of people he's passing and and his message will then be uh you know uh re-exposed to the world you know at the moment people are talking about it they're reading the books what a beautiful gift he's offered Oh, it is. It just is another check-in for everyone to go, yeah, go back to that stuff. Go back to listening to his simple, beautiful message, which, you know, is all about being mindful and, and being filled with love and, and acting from that space of gratitude. And at the moment, the Shift movie, Wayne's movie, is being um, broadcast on YouTube for free at the moment. So it's a two-hour movie. I'm going to post the um, link on the on page Facebook page this week, so jump on, grab a oh, couple of hours, pop on and watch it. Um, it's well worth watching again, if, as I discovered, even if you've watched it a few times, because the previous times that I've watched this, um, you know, I, I have takeaways. I love the movie. I love the blending. I saw the the um, parallels into my own world and the world around me. However, when I watched it again yesterday, uh, having having worked for quite a few months with the um, OM project now with Vicky and getting more mindful and being more mindful in my everyday practice and, you know, sometimes wondering if I even really are or if anything really has changed too much. Yeah, that's, yeah. You're not alone there. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, oh, really, yeah, a little bit, but mm, 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 like anything, you don't see it kind of happening in stages. 
But when I watched the Shift movie yesterday with different eyes, with more mindful eyes, I was able to to see exactly what we're talking about in the director, one of the lead actors in the role and his behaviour. So those of you that have watched it or when you do watch it, you'll know exactly what I mean, just how unmindful his practices are. So that was a really great um, check-in for me to see, wow, with different eyes now and a different focus on of, of awareness, I was able to see and feel a little uncomfortable watching that man's behaviour around Wayne yeah. in particular yeah. as the contrast of the two types of behaviour because, you know, neither yeah. is wrong or right and no, they're just exactly. different. <clears throat> so that yeah. was really, really cool for me to have that check-in and go, you know, not only have I learned more about mindfulness and about myself through through our program and slow down and become more aware, I can actually see now that those changes have stuck because mm. here I am seeing behaviour that I thought was okay when I watched that movie the first couple of times. Exactly. And that's funny that you say that those changes have stuck because that's certainly, that's our, that's the topic of uh, our our podcast today is is how do we how do we uh, enhance change to stick how do we make our brain and our mind sticky enough so that the positive changes that that we're wanting to make in our world in our world actually stick because if um, you're like me and and like many of others I'm not alone in saying that sometimes I can make positive changes and then for whatever reason they fall off they um, get forgotten and I'm back to some of my old patterns and habits without even realizing it in that mindless way that autopilot and I and I think to myself wow something reminds me of you know that the change that I made whether it's a behavioral change or just a, a thought change or the way that I communicate change something will remind me and wake me up and I think wow how long have I been mindless about this and slipped back into my old habits and patterns and there's some really effective ways and we'll talk about them today about how we can make change really sticky for the brain and one of the ways that that I have found in any any new practice whether it's a physical exercise practice or or mindfulness practice is when you share it with those around you and let them know what you're doing and why you want why you why you want to do it the reason behind wanting to be more mindful and it's almost like they're your check-in to remind you. I think that's mm-hmm. really powerful. Like a like a boot camp buddy, we want mm-hmm. a mindfulness buddy. And um, one of our beautiful listeners, the lovely Renee, was sharing a, a fantastic story with me this week about the three-second kiss. Um, she has a four-year-old boy and a eleven-year-old daughter. So they all do the three-second kiss in you know in the morning before school, after school, as, as oh, often as they it. can. He, he's a real smoocher. Her little her little Ben, and um, she told me that Ben grabs their faces and squishes and won't let go and kisses and kisses and kisses with these intense eyes boring into their eyes. <laughs> and um, Tali, you know, says, Ben, Natalie and Vicky said three seconds, not three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben doesn't let go until he starts to giggle. And, and you know, that's so cute on so many levels, but how beautiful that in, in a busy morning rush to get kids to school and after school activities, Renee has that that um, present moment awareness to just let that three-second kiss go as long as Ben wants it to. 
And isn't it amazing? Let's say it's five or 10 seconds or let's say it's half a minute. It's a reminder to us that how often do we rush through things or or don't allow just a few seconds. And when we really stop and think, it's it's sort of that what would it have taken away really for us to allow, you know, that that few seconds of pause, of in, of total connection and engagement. And it's it only takes that once a day to start to build and strengthen our capacity for this deepening of connection, this deepening, this this awakening and shifting our brain's focus towards a more loving and kind, compassionate human experience. And so I, I love, I love, love, love stories that come come in like that. And there's certainly been lots from the summit, lots of activity around people starting, you know, or, or restarting or beginning the first phase of their mindfulness practice one of the one of the 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 big feedbacks is that to people thought to meditate they had to be on a cushion and in you know in the in the perfect zen place um, playing zen music incense burning and what they have recognized not only from the podcast but in particular the summit was it only takes one breath and you can allow your life to inform your practice every single moment of every single day. And as as we allow that, we entangle these one-minute mindfulness practices into our daily living, and then they become part of who we are. And when they become part of who we are, that's that's that stickiness that I'm talking about. And it's not that I want you to be mindful just because you're mindful the value of being mindful is global. The value of being mindful first and foremost opens up our hearts and that's my life's passion. And so it's it's really amazing to hear from our beautiful uh, omlings out there that they're doing this and it's actually of some value in their lives. You know, it's, I always say try, try this for just give it a go, fly it up the flagpole for 30 days. If it doesn't, if it's of no value in your world, throw it out. And say Vicky and Natalie were crazy. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, but anytime anybody has done that, and even when they do it for the first few days, it's I'm going to I'm going to do my best to apply this for the rest of my life because it is a lifelong practice. You know, mindfulness is not an event. It's it's certainly a practice. And change our ability to change and grow um, just means we get to be of greater value in this world. And all of us on on, on some level want to be of value in the world, want to leave the world a little bit better than we found it, whether it's through our family or through our careers or through the, you know, the outreach work that we do. And so being able to create some sticky stickiness in our positive changes is really important because our brain's a funny thing. It's sort of more like for positive change, it's more like uh, Teflon than it is like Velcro. (laughs) And you know, we're, this is our 12th show in the One Minute Mindfulness podcast as well. And I know there's people who have listened to us right from the beginning. And I know there's a lot of listeners who have played catch up. And a lot we've, we've also heard replay the episodes over and mm-hmm. over again. So like any new practice, whatever we do, you know, we learn something new, a, a sport or go to the gym or a musical instrument or something like that any new practices, we can find that place after a few weeks or months where we feel like we're plateauing a little, like we're not really sure if there's much going on or much change. And, and you know, that's what I felt when I watched the, the shift yesterday. Yeah. 
But how can we at, at week 12, Vicky, start to become aware of the next level of mindfulness, I guess, of, of creating, of seeing our creations and getting them to stick and become even more solid as we move forward and share share more tips and more awareness on mindfulness into the future podcasts? So it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's we, we've all got things that, that have um, been of value in our lives, whether, you know, whether it's around our exercise, whether it's around our eating habits, our relationships, the way that we communicate with people. And so there's a number of elements that, that help enhance those changes to, to stick. And the one that, that you first um, sort of alluded to early in our conversation, Natalie, was um, collaboration or community, having people around you knowing what you're doing. And um, interestingly, this is not one of the elements of sticky change, but it's certainly uh, a mantra out there when it comes to new learnings. It's, it's that if you want to truly learn something, teach it. And so I always encourage my children to teach me what they've learned throughout the day at school. So whether it's maths, whether it's, um, you know, some sort of science experiment that they're doing, whether it's a communication literacy thing, I always encourage them to teach me an element of that. And it's amazing the the distinctions that they get from having to teach their mum something that I may already know However, it's I know that that's helping their brain to to solidify their learning, and really importantly, so that they can recall it because it hits the memory the memory um, centers of the brain. And so that's just an aside. But collaboration and commu- um, community is one of the the elements of making change stick. It's that safety in numbers. It's that it's you know this this community of podcasting, making sure that you're jumping onto our Facebook page and just making a post, just sending a status to say I'm doing this for thirty days. I'm I'm doing the three second kiss with my beautiful kids or my lovely partner for the for the next thirty day days because it it adds an element of accountability and there's something really powerful about a collective energy you know the 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 um, collective energy of intention and we all have an intention all of the omlings out there um, that I've spoken to or communicated with anyway and I'm sure that um, the same goes for you Natalie we all have an intention for wanting to not only improve ourselves but liberate that improvement to benefit the lives of others, whether it's just our local others or whether it's on, you know, in our workplace or in our communities or on a global level, we have this tendency not only to want to improve ourselves just for ourselves' sake, but for our our community. And so engaging and enrolling our community is a really um, important important part of that. So listening to these podcasts and, and being part of positive change is certainly one of the elements of that stickiness and there's the whole accountability side of that too when you when you say to someone hey I really want to work hard on this in me or I've realized that I rush us through breakfast every morning that must be really uncomfortable for you so I might forget these things can you keep me on track and remind me to slow down in the morning and sit down and have breakfast with you at the table etc People exactly. love to, to rally and help you change as well, don't they? They, they do. We, 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 we love to rally and help. We love to watch others and tell them what to do. Oh, don't we just? <laughs> 
And you make an important point. Partly it's coming it's coming to new agreements, new agreements with your community, your family, your about what what the dinner table or the breakfast table is going to look like, what uh, what our unplugged time on the weekend might look like, how we can plan that in advance. And that's certainly another one of the the areas that you know the the more that we can, the more meaning and value we can bring to our changes, the more likely they are to stick. Mm-hmm. So it's that if, and, and I always think if, if, if I can't change for myself today, so I might be in a, you know, in a, in a stinking thinking because I haven't slept properly and I can't speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my voice is croaky and I don't want to get out of bed in the morning and, and go for a walk. So I, I then dedicate it to someone or something else and it tends to be I dedicate my walk to my dog. If I don't walk, if I don't walk my beautiful dog, she'll still love me, but you know that that's not fantastic. If I don't walk in the morning, I can't be as clear for the people that I'm serving today. Mm-hmm. And so, dedicating your goal or your change to someone else is a really powerful motivator. And you know that can be one of those practices that that wakes us up to say, okay, I'm not feeling like making this change at this moment or I'm feeling like inhaling the contents of the fridge, it's, okay, who can I dedicate a positive change to? And for me, it's first and foremost my beautiful kids. You know, I, I want to be the best version of me, not only for me but for as an example for my family. And then it might be your partner. It might be the clients that you serve. Or your puppy. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Lily in the background, <laughs> um, she's she's the protector. She's a, she's a big white fluff ball. <laughs> um, so dedicating dedicating that that change or that goal or behaviour to the greater good. And when I talk about the greater good, I don't mean you know that changing the world mm. thing. I believe I believe we can we can make a positive change in the world every single day simply by loving our family, and you know I I, I borrow that off of Mother Teresa. You know, somebody asked her, um, you know, if you, how do you change the world? And she said, Do you really want to change the world? And the the um, interviewer, the journalist, said, Yeah, you know, I, I do want to change the world. She said, Go home and love your family. No accolades, no applauses. Mm. Just go home and love your family. And I believe that, you know, having that meaning and purpose in in our everyday practice of life is a really mindful way to go about the positive changes that we're wanting to make. I love that we talk a lot about in this program, um, you know, giving gratitude, giving gratitude for, for everything, you know, your breath, your, the way you wake up every day. I, I love um, that as one of our practices. But when I when I talk about mindfulness or any any form of spiritual um, teachings in my workshops and with my clients, I always remind them too that a, a, an important part of making change, keeping change, creating differently and more consciously is actually acknowledging the changes as you make them and when you make them and how you're making them. So if you are only saying your your gratitude in the morning in one breath, really acknowledging in yourself that Look, I did that, I have made a change today, I have committed to my my being the best version of myself, I am showing love to myself, 
because we often forget or focus on what we're not doing so well at without realising, well, I did stop and have breakfast with my children every day this week. I did take a walk every day. We, we often skip past them and wait for the, you know, the big lightning bolt to show us this magnificent thing or this magnificent change we've made. But it's all those tiny, subtle little ones that when, when they begin to become part of your, your everyday life and your normal reactions to things, that's when you look in hindsight and go, I have been more peaceful and more loving and I have received much more joy in my day for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, we don't always see the yeah, lightning bolt absolutely. of change. Absolutely, which, which is the other, you know, the, the third element is taking in the good. And, you know, you talk about the, those little things, those little positive things. And because, and we've, we've spoken about this in lots of other shows, our brain is wired to for threat it's it's got a negativity bias it looks it looks for threat it looks for the negative and it's it, it was a great value for us to survive you know if we, if we if we miss out on something good today um we can get it tomorrow but if we missed out on a threat we would have been eaten and so you know we have a negativity bias and it's and it's wired deep within our brains and and so being able to shift that that bias whenever we can requires us to be paying attention, to be mindful. And Natalie, you talked about taking in the good, being having gratitude for what those little changes that those little positive changes that you've been able able to make, and allowing that feeling to wash over you, even if it's only for five or ten seconds, ideally, you know, up to a minute. But allowing that gratitude, that 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 feeling of achievement, that feeling of of wonder, and that feeling like you're more energy than you are matter, just in that moment, so you're feeling lighter. Just allowing that to wash over you and notice, truly notice how it feels in your body. Because what what taking in the good, an endorphin release, and um, you know those happy hormones, particularly that you know the bonding and the kindness and the the oxytocins. You know when we do good things, oxytocin tocin is released and washes through our brain and through our body, and and that's a that's a good thing, and that that creates stickiness, particularly the bonding stickiness. Mm-hmm. And so it's taking in the good is one of you know a really important element. And in addition to that, you talked about taking in the good of the things that. And, and being loving with ourselves to remind ourselves of the good things that we're doing. We're also imperfect. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, the, the fourth element of that sticky change is compassion and particularly self-compassion. So the ability to be able to respond to ourselves kindly like we would a friend when things don't go our way, when we fail or, or fall down, when we make mistakes or when we're imperfect. And that's, you know, that's, I think we mentioned this in the last show, the upside of self-compassion over, over self-esteem and saying how good we are and measuring ourselves on, on whether we're good or bad, which is the, the self-esteem um, principle. Self-compassion is just about saying it, it's not about, it doesn't, it's not grounded in judgment of whether I'm a good or a bad person. It's just can I respond to myself kindly in this moment regardless of what has just happened or what is going on around me and so it has all compassion has all of the upsides it's the most amazing amazing thing all of the upsides of 
of this of self-esteem and of self-worth but but none of the drawbacks like being narcissistic and being judgmental and and beating ourselves up like self being self-critical self-compassion is sustainable and is a much bigger marker of our self-worth than self-esteem is um, self-compassion has been shown to be a, a better motivator than than self-criticism and so it's really it's a really powerful, powerful tool that we can use, and it's that um, one of the you know one of the one minute mindfulness practices we use is, is mirror time. Go to the mirror and say your affirmations in the mirror. You know, I am amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm I'm caring. I'm delicious. I'm all of those things. Um, the other really powerful mirror time when it comes to self compassion is just looking in the mirror as you wash your hands or as you're um, putting on your makeup or taking it off or whatever we're doing, as we look in the mirror, you know, 40-odd-ish or see a reflection 40-ish times a day, um, is to look look deeply into yourself and say, what do you need to hear right now to soothe and comfort you? Or what do I need to hear right now to soothe and comfort me? And it's a really powerful way just to shift your brain's focus from the doing, doing, doing to call that attention back and liberate it in a really kind and loving way. And so um, that's a, that's an amazing one minute um, mindfulness practice to lay down some some stickiness, to lay down some glue um, for us to be able to move towards more pos- positive, su- sustainable change. Beautiful. Mirror work is often something um, when I use that in my workshops that really confront people. Um, I I often just have them look in a hand mirror and repeat, I love you, over and over and over Mm. again into the mirror and... And, you know, the reactions are, as you would expect, squirmy, giggly, a little bit of anger can come up, a little bit of sadness can come up for the times you haven't loved yourself. It it is a powerful, it's a really powerful tool, but it's also a private one. Most of the time you're in the bathroom on your own, so no one's there to see you, no one's there to witness except you being your own witness that you're giving this beautiful love to yourself in your reflection. Which is the you know that 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 looking in the mirror and and looking deeply into yourself is one of you know it's the downside it's the it's the drawback and the downside of the self the self esteem movement which you know has been since the mid eighties when you know when we declared declared that greed is good and it's the the survival of the fittest um which was a Darwinian thing but but actually you know. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily about you over me and, and self-realization. Um, it was more about can you love? Can you see yourself fully, wholly, and completely, and still respond to yourself with kindness, love, compassion, care, understanding? And if you know, if we can't, if we can't do that with ourselves first and foremost, it makes it a whole lot more difficult to do it with others. But in addition to that. It feeds our judgment mind, and we're so good at judging very quickly. Um, we're really good at it. And so being able to, to switch your brain's focus back to self-compassion as a practice, as a one-minute mindfulness practice, is a really powerful way of strengthening your capacity to be able to not only um, love 
yourself unconditionally, but also it opens up all of your centres for creativity. You're more resourceful. You learn better. You, your self-worth is more stable and you're more motivated to change. And that's that's one of the, the big things that have come out recently is that people who are self-compassionate have greater motivation for change and they're more willing to take risks to change. Because if we keep criticising ourselves every time we fall down, we condition ourselves to away from um, change. Mm-hmm. And so... We, um, by applying self-compassion. And that's not to say that you don't say, oh, well, you did the wrong thing. It, it's, you know, all good. It's really about owning it, being kind with yourself, acknowledging that some change needs to happen alongside yourself to enable that change to occur. Change, 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 hey? Change. <laughs> it's, it's, it's inevitable. It is. It is. So do we have any more elements um, to keep us on track as we go so forth from, from here so to making that change? Yeah, the, the, underpinning, the underpinning is our mindfulness. And all of the practices that we've spoken about, you know, have that mindful element. But when we're mindful, Vicky's mantra, when we're mindful, when we're paying attention, we just naturally make better choices closer to the best version of ourselves closer to that born-to-be-good element that exists within us, within our nervous system, within our brain. And I and I believe um, deeply in my heart that we are born to be good. I, I understand people um, debate me on this often, that, well, why is there so much suffering in the world? We have, as humans, extraordinary capacity for, um, for harm and hurt. However, when we're truly paying attention, we access the deep um, love that exists in our heart for humanity. And I truly believe that when when we're mindful, we just naturally make better choices. It's when we get caught in our egos and caught in power and caught in everything aside from mindfulness that um, we tend to disregard humanity for whatever the the latest um, distraction is. And so when we're mindful, we just naturally make better choices. I I don't have attachment to what they are. I just know from 20 years of experience of working in my own, you know, grounded, of course, in my own personal practice, but working with thousands of people, when people are awake, are paying attention, and when they're mindful, they just do naturally make better choices closer to whatever that the version, the best version of themselves is, that change becomes very sticky. And, you know, the cornerstones to that are, of course, our, our pausing, our breathing and our smiling. So we're, as we pause, we, we recall, we call back our attention. As we breathe, we gather that attention. And as we focus on our breath, we gather that attention. And if we choose to smile, we get to liberate that attention in a really positive way. And if anybody else sees a smile, then we get to liberate their soul a little as well. Beautiful. <coughs> Beautiful. Oh, dear. Excuse me. You're doing so well. Your voice is, um, is holding up for us and we're, we're almost finished. But before we do, I'm wondering if I can hijack um, the program just for a minute and share some some news, some big news actually oh, for yes, me. Oh, yes, please, your exciting news. It is big news for me. After 20 years out of the, the corporate workforce, um, I'm heading back. 
going to the other side. So getting dressed up every day and going to work is a is going to be a new uh, a new environment for me. It's a new job. It's a new industry. Um, I do not know the first thing about any of their programs or systems. So I've had this beautiful little um, cocoon for the last 14, 16 yeah. months, a mindfulness cocoon because well, you've I've been just... training for this. You've been training for this for the last year and a half. I have, I have. So probably your whole life. Well, yes, and that's and that's the key point. That's why I bring it up, Vicky. Is you know, I've created all this change. I've become more mindful, more aware. My health, my well-being, everything, my relationships have improved so much in the last 18 months. We're talking about sticky, creating stickiness mm-hmm. to keep the changes. So how do I go into this new job and not pick up my old habits, especially because I'm going to have quotas to fill and someone else's timetables and schedules to to to. have reminders you you're in that in that corporate environment will remind you of who 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 you were when you worked in that environment and so you'll have you'll have life cues every single day reminding you whispering gently in your (laughs) ear dragging you back to that come on natalie Come on, let's wear the badge of busyness. You know you love it. <laughs> I don't want to pick the badge up. <laughs> How am I, I going to stay really However, And and this is that's the whole point. If you know, unless unless you're paying attention, you'll very quickly start to uh, fire off some of those pathways that have been laying dormant, and because your environment will remind you of who you used to be, mm. and so. You ask you ask the perfect question. The, the the one thing in knowing the corporate environment, the one thing, the first thing, obviously, I'd suggest you do is is set an alarm to breathe at least <laughs> once an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, remove as many decisions, as many mundane decisions as you can, because decisions um, burn out our fatigue, our willpower. Burn uh, decisions, having to make constant decisions, uh, reduce our attention and increase our, our tendency to be distracted because of that. And so little things like planning, plan, you know, setting, your, setting an alarm for <coughs> when you're going to breathe, making sure that, you know, you know, you've got your breaks, making sure you've got your food and it's all there. The night before, making sure that, you know, the way we start the day is the way we live the day. Don't try and choose your outfit in the morning because you're already fatiguing your attention muscle. Oh. So it's just, it's funny little things like that that you think, ah, oh. but th- that doesn't seem to, you know, how does that, how does that work? The more de- decisions you have to make, the more you fatigue your willpower um, muscle in your brain and the less able you are to, to, to pay attention more naturally. It's so interesting you say that. So this is a, I think this is a little opportunity to, for me to take stock and see how adopting a mindfulness practice every day in all ways naturally has allowed me this week. I've already made all my juices and frozen them. Mm-hmm. I've got meals, lunch meals already in the freezer and all of my clothes ironed. Great. So without even thinking I'm going to do this on my to-do list because yeah. it will make it easier, my mindfulness practices allowed me then to, to actually 
somehow know to do that first. When you're mindful, you naturally make better yeah. choices. Naturally make better choices. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, I'm, I'm ready, raring to go. I've got everything sorted. And next Nat- podcast, Natalie, on behalf, <laughs> on behalf of um, our Omling community, we wish for you abundant success in your new role. And I know that uh, it's it's going back into the corporate world, but it's, it's a role that's going to um, mean that you get to help and pay forward and pass on what you've learned up until this point to be of value in the lives of others. And so I'm really excited for you and really excited for the people that um, you're going to offer your loving service to through um, your new corporate community. So we, we wish you all the best. Of course, she's not going anywhere anywhere because I've got the keys to the shackles of the for the show. So she's um, you're still going to be on the show. And we're just going to have to do things early morning or late evening. Uh, and, and we can pre-plan those. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're at the end of another show. I want to say thank you for your patience today with my voice. I want to um, say thank you to my voice for, for uh, sticking about for us. And uh, thank you for joining us again. Get out there. I, I trust that you um, the stickiness of your positive change will be like beautiful glue as you go out into your world, make sure you go and stay connected with us on the couch. Go to the website, uh, www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash OM. Yep. And Facebook, what's our Facebook tag? Facebook is the OMM as well. So one minute mindfulness show. So Facebook um, forward slash OMM And Natalie is going to put up the shift. You're going to put up the shift. OMM. I am going to put up the link to that movie as well and um, enjoy. We, you know, we'd love some feedback on on how you see the different roles of the people within that movie as well um, with mindfulness as the keystone there to, to how mindful or unmindful are they and can you see yourself in any of those figures because I certainly got to see my old self in the director. And wherever, you, wherever you are right now, go to the mirror. Go to the mirror. Yes. And and ask yourself with love and compassion, like you like you will it would attend to a loving, beautiful friend. What do I need to hear right now to soothe and comfort me? Beautiful. And if you do like this show, please go and post it and tweet it or share it with your online tribe. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And so until next time, do remember to pause. Breathe and smile your way through your beautiful sticky change and um, reconnect with your inner amazingness and allow that those unique gifts and talents that you have to shine out there in, in our world. Until next time, thank you, Umlings. Love you. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.